0: Hey guys, and welcome to Sounds Like NYC. I'm here with the band, I don't want to butcher it, so if you guys, please, uh... Nihila, <laughs> am So just, uh, I guess, introduce yourselves, you know, a little bit of uh, background info, like what you guys do, mm-hmm. who you are, uh, you know, what time you guys were conceived, in what position, mm-hmm. um, all that jazz.
1: Yeah. Well, I'm Noshi Curry, this is Mike V, and that's um, vocal, drum, guitar. We started the band in twenty sixteen. Okay. Um, weirdly, in the rain on Hill. Yeah. <laughs> in the horror. <laughs> <laughs> like you know, auditioning for each other, and then we met this guy in twenty seventeen. Yeah. So twenty seventeen, he mm-hmm. had no problem at all looking for bands. He were, like annoying but (laughs) um yeah we actually came together because the three of us have like really diverse and random kind of background in terms of of music how Mm -hmm. we grew up like things that we like and genre we like okay Mm -hmm. and it was just really hard to find other people that had this kind of mix Mm because we're not the type to just do like one thing gotcha
0: gotcha yeah um, so guitarist, vocalist, drummer. Right? right. When did you start playing drums? Um,
2: probably when I was like 10. In yeah. uh, grade school they had like a concert band or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I'd sit there playing like a triangle or something. And then I eventually got good enough where I could play like actual drums set. You finally graduated <laughs> yeah. to using those sticks, using two instead of just one. Yeah. <laughs> so do you remember what, what actually you know brought you towards drums versus something else? Um, my dad had a drum set like in the basement, mm-hmm. so we'd be playing like some simple thing, and I'd think it was the coolest thing in the world. Basically, then <laughs> you know, like playing, just playing along to music, mm-hmm. him playing along to music, I'd be inspired, or basically, I just wanted to play because it, it was downstairs. So, right. Like,
0: yeah. <laughs> you want to play with your dad's toys. Yeah. Forgot, yeah. What about you? How did you find you want to really be vocals
1: vocals oh, okay. More. I actually only
0: started singing in public
1: honestly as a, as a soloist, mm. not until college, really. Yeah. all before that I was a classical pianist. okay. Mm. But I, I always wanted to be a vocalist from the beginning, but I was never confident. Uh, I, I just was it just was not a thing that my family thought that I could be. <laughs> that sounds really sad. I'm only a musician. I'm a vocalist. A gotcha. musician fine because I actually do have like musicians in my family mm-hmm. so learning piano was like, okay yeah, sure you can do that. it's really academic it helps you in school yeah but the whole time I've been singing like rock music and pop music and such like that but it wasn't until college when I decided, okay, I really just want to sing mm-hmm. just because going to college I moved to a different country and I was away from like, my old life, mm-hmm. so yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I was just like, you know what? I just want to try doing what I want to do. Mm-hmm.
3: That's why. Nice. What about you? I started playing the I think around maybe was fourteen or fifteen. Okay. Yeah. Uh, before that, I also like learned the classical piano. But mm-hmm. uh, I watched uh, like new Bonus MTV T V probably New York, okay. and that was like so cool to me. Like mm-hmm. I was teenager and that like. I was like, wow, I wanna play something like that. So I asked my dad, like and that was my birthday. So I asked my dad, hey, like I wanna to start to break guitar. So like he bought me like some like, basic standard like guitar set. Mm-hmm. Like some like dollars. Like, first act yeah. guitar with like, like shitty, yeah. city CD yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, City guitar like. Yeah, that's my first time to start to play. Then eventually yeah. I, I feel like I wanna to Bondi, like, outside of Japan. Then, mm. so, like, I decided to come to like, America. Nice.
0: Gotcha. So, I mean, I'm just gonna, you know, I guess say that the Elton in the room, you guys are missing one part of a band. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's no basis. Ah, uh, yeah. Did they just not decide to come today, or? Yeah. What's going on? We're still looking
1: for him or her, or they. <laughs> 2019. <laughs> yeah we have really big. we've really been searching for bases for quite a long time. Honestly, we've been looking for bases since, <laughs> yeah. since we met. Yeah, It's just it's just that Mike um, came first. Uh-huh. Um, we met quite a lot of people, but it's all about you know you can see the three of us are kind of like weird and quirky, mm. and a lot of people don't like this sort of thing. They don't see this, right? And they're they're like when they hear our music, they either hear because our music is alternative and it's really mm-hmm. well-rounded, but it's built up on kind of like metal, hard rock, and punk. Okay. So they would hear something that's really, really metal, so they would expect us to only like that. Then mm-hmm. suddenly he'd be like, oh, did you hear that new hip-hop album with somebody? <laughs> or I'd be like, oh, I like this pop something, and that just does not connect with a lot of people. Mm-hmm. So it's been really difficult, but... I feel like the search is worth
0: it, and the time is worth it, because that means eventually we'll find some that clicks, right? And like we found each other. Gotcha. So how are you guys You know, producing music without a bass, or just like no bass in the songs, or does somebody just substitute sometimes, or, or what, what's up with that?
3: We no bass in the song, and we are, because we decided to like make music without basses, so like, but we don't want to make some kind of whole empty. But also we don't want to just like have a like how to say like temporary basis or like any kids So what we do is like try emphasize uh like lower frequency and higher frequency. More like a, we try to fit in like all frequency uh-huh. by like just ourselves. Mm-hmm. So when like uh, a vocalists like think more like middle range, uh-huh. and like a mic play like more like higher frequency by a symbol or something, uh-huh. like I try to play more like lower frequency gotcha. and I have like a octave fan spare, so like it can feel like lower tone Yeah. also Mike plays more like tom and like mm-hmm. kind of lower like
0: right. tune to try to sort of substitute yeah. for like the bass mm-hmm. so do you think that's uh, actually been helping you guys out sort of like thinking outside the box like you guys don't need a, a basis in your music do you feel like
2: or, or do you feel like it's hindering you in like your musical process um I think it helped because having a strong foundation is mm-hmm. always a good thing so like when we do eventually get a basis, like it's we'll click easier or something like that. Like we'll have a pocket, and then the basis will have their own pocket,
0: me, mm-hmm. essentially. So guys, just like forming it around <clears throat> some somewhere to be, you're getting a basis yeah. to be in that song. Okay, cool. So, so, so what do you like we also? Sorry, no, no, no. no <laughs> go ahead, go ahead.
2: We, we, like when I joined them, we arranged, all, like rearranged a lot of songs. Yeah. So yeah. Like when we get the basis, we'll probably go, yeah, go through all the songs sure it's everything works again basically. Gotcha. gotcha.
0: That's what trained the film <laughs> <laughs> um, So I guess what are you guys you know looking for? Yes somebody has to be competent obviously you know playing bass but as a as a person what are you guys looking for in a bassist? So I think that's a, a really important part because sometimes bands just jump on the first person who can play a bass or any instrument uh, competently. But the, the sort of familiar familiarity with the person, yeah. You know, there's no sort of camaraderie in, yeah. in the band because of just one
2: person. So so what are you guys looking for in, in terms of another bandmate? Band? Like, we would talk, like, all of us would talk about, like, do you want this person to be
3: on a tour bus with you? No, yeah. I um, kind of, of yeah. It <laughs> I mean, kind of says a lot about it. it's like, girl, like, sometimes, a question. <laughs> sometimes we stay, like, together, like, whole weekends and sometimes yeah. like more than like two or three days right and if we are on the tour we're gonna spend like whole month just by the bond and if we don't like each other at the personal level i don't think it works so even yeah. like he or she or they play so well right if you like we can't have a good friendship right because right. so. yeah, um, basically i mean musicians yeah. you know when
0: they're touring mm-hmm. it basically just look like homeless people yeah, <laughs> so there's sort of no privacy no, you know, yeah. with, with the banding, so it makes sense that you know you need somebody you, know, you can actually get along with. Yeah. The bottom line is just it just has to be somebody that's a bit flexible.
1: Okay. In in terms of music, in, so, I mean in general, like their personality, like their exposure, their their curiosity about oh. people. Because at first glance, do <laughs> Asian people one black guy, <laughs> one American, two internet. I mean, we're like all over the place, you know? And so are our friends and our family. So, you know, it just needs to be somebody, even if they're not from that type of like, really diverse background, just like somebody who would be okay with that. Okay, yeah, <laughs> you know yeah. What I'm yeah.
0: Do you feel like people aren't okay with that? Mm. Like in terms of like, like musicians? Cause I feel like it, there's sort of like a, a thing with artists that they're more just, I guess, accepting of things. You know what I mean? Is, is that a surface, problem? in Like, I think, I think
2: more than the average person, yeah. but yeah. Average. I mean, still, still, it's still, a it's, still it's just a thing where
1: um, I think because I I really experienced quite a lot of people because mm-hmm. I've been looking for a really long time. Um, I think it's on the surface lots of artists are very accepting because we're artists you know we're already like outside the norm but you know where your roots stay within you and who you are as a person not necessarily is your job or your art or anything who you are as a person is internally and some people it's not that they it's anything negative It's just that, you know like how sometimes you just don't click with somebody, like, oh, he or she is not a bad person, but you know, we just can't hang
0: out, (laughs) you know? (laughs) So makes. Yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Uh, What do do you guys feel about, you know, in sort of like musicianship, right? There is sort of like an elitism in, in musicians, right? So like, let's say, you know, something like jazz, right? It's a big thing where like... That's that's not jazz. You know what I mean? Have you guys experienced that? I mean, you went Berkeley. Yeah. So I mean, I feel like you have a, a good grasp on sort of that. I mean, not just jazz, but I mean, I, I think you get what I'm saying. No, I totally get what you're saying.
1: Um, I mean, really, just our band. <laughs> Period. Like our music. Oh, it's there's this one song that we have. It's called Mister Wizard. That we wrote. It's the first song we wrote with drummer, <laughs> and. We have no idea how to categorize the genre of the song. Okay. We just call everything alternative rock. Right. So, so one day there was this incident where the I'm part of like all these rock groups um, online and such. One guy says, "Oh, that's absolutely progressive rock." Mm-hmm. And so, like when you publish it. Um, for, like, recording purposes, you have to, like, list yeah. the genres <laughs> that it's similar to, right? You put the main and the similar, so I put progressive rock as one of the similar things, whereas progressive rock person, the next day was like, there's no way this is progressive rock. Yeah. So it was, it's like, we experienced that with every single song, <laughs> and it's always, like, some different genre, some different thing, and it's old oh, so tiring. So tiring because you know I feel like music is always evolving. Like like you said, jazz, and coming from Berkeley, it's just like totally jazz school. Mm-hmm. I know so many strict jazz players yeah. that if you hear their type of jazz, mm-hmm. it doesn't sound like what you consider to be jazz. Right. You
0: know, it's like I. Don't,
1: but you, I mean, that's sort of like
0: in the DNA of jazz itself yeah,
1: exactly. to be out of the box. It's the DNA in, in art. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. You know, we just
3: have uh, so many experiences and we don't want to live with ourselves right like mm-hmm. for example like you know she just say like we also like a uh, hip-hop or uh, pop also yeah. like some soundtrack right like, we love like video game music right so I, I, I love like some gg japanese pop music mm-hmm. but we just want to make rock music like made by like these influences like all we have mm-hmm. so i don't know sometimes mm-hmm. like People as you know she said people are so strict to like, oh this is a punk or this yeah. is like Oh you guys play like some like Bossa Nova section yeah, internal, yeah, yeah. like uh, yeah. rock music but uh, for us it's like like real alternative rock music.
1: Right, right, right. And it doesn't make sense because sometimes like somebody, if they're really strictly like, oh this is this is strictly punk and then they reference a band. Like if you look into the history of some of these bands that they reference these people don't even think of themselves as strictly whatever genre you call
3: them. Yeah. You know, so it's like, elitism doesn't make <clears throat> any sense. Because yeah. you, you feel like back to the roots, thing has like another origin. Yeah, yeah. yeah. for sure. Like yeah. rock has yeah. like, like a boot and boot. Yeah. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. totally
0: yeah. yeah, I mean, I, I, sort of like the big case currently, right, is uh, oh, I'm pretty sure, sure you guys heard of, like, Lil Nas X uh, song, Old Town Road. Yeah. Oh yeah. By yeah. Uh, Lil Nas. It's, Really fucking good. But then uh, they got he got kicked off of the, uh, the country billboard mm-hmm. because the, the purists were saying it's not country enough. Right? So, I mean, there's sort of a debate where, you know, what really defines a, a genre because the instruments, you know, Lil Nas was using are used in, you know, current country music. Sort of like the, the story of, you know, the song itself is inherently country, mm. I mean, but purists are saying it's it's not country. It's too it's it's track music. That's so that's so hard. I mean,
1: so many times I said I have no idea what you're yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You know, yes. the minute you start saying like you said they're like purists, right? So the minute they start describing what makes country, mm-hmm. it'll suddenly turn into rock.
0: Yeah. You know,
1: so, the minute you start describing, like, you know, grunge, okay. it'll, it'll sound like description of like shoegaze, you know? Yeah,
0: yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. like, I don't know. <laughs> Do you guys feel like there is a
2: need, though, of like, having genres? I think, um, like, let's say I want to find a new band. It's very helpful now. that sense. Where it's like, I want to listen to this genre, but a lot of times it just comes off the keeping like they don't yeah. want this sort of person to listen to this mm-hmm. like what you're saying before with country like sometimes i find myself guilty of that too because like i don't think taylor swift or like casey musgraves is country yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah, laughs> yeah, It's pop to me but yeah there's nothing wrong with
3: that you know, but it but can be country pop it always can be I mean, what right. is there's pop, all the is
0: pop not just like popular pop. music or does it have to have like some sort of like
2: Thing in its DNA to be pop. I think um, pop and popular music are separate to me. Yeah, I, I just think because there's cool. a lot of popular like, metal bands, like yeah, but yeah. they're not pop. Mm. Mm-hmm. That was one of those like minor
1: culture shocks when I came to the U.S. The word pop, like mm. for some people it means pop the genre, for some people it
0: means popular music, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and Extremely confusing in this way, but I think it's two different things. I mean, it, it just comes to the point where, like, can we really, you know, assign labels to anything artistic because the whole point of art is sort of push boundaries. But at, at the same time, there does need to be some sort of, like, you know, categorization of each individual form of, like, whatever art piece that is. And so, I mean, where do you guys, where do you guys feel on that part? Do you feel like, we should just, you know, abolish genres? Do you feel like they help? Do you feel like, um, maybe purists are right, that, you know, we want to protect this sort of uh, genre by having these strict parameters of what it is to
2: be this? Yeah, I think, um, like, purists, sometimes they're just afraid to lose a certain genre. Mm-hmm. Like jazz, it's yeah. kind of dying in, like, popular culture, I guess. Mm-hmm. So, there are, there are a lot of people who try to keep that. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I think I'm kind
1: of like that with some pop music. Okay. For example, like when I think of pop, I think of like dancey, silly, like it yeah. doesn't, it's like meaningless. I just want to have fun in summer. You know, that's, <laughs> that's pop, right? But then sometimes I want to protect that feeling because I'm like, I, I, I want to listen to happy, upbeat pop music, but then pop today is actually really sad. <laughs> it's, re- it's really, it's actually really sad, really dreary, even if like the beat is like upbeat, it's like really something like um, down. And there were, there was, I think like last summer, I said, I mean, it's cool and all, but I really just want to jump around. <laughs> you know? You know? Right. So I, I kind of understand um, why people are afraid of like losing uh-huh. these like foundations but whereas yes we do I personally I can't speak to these guys but whereas we do need to keep um, some kind of genre boundary just like to to keep the core yeah. we should not turn away like
0: evolution of music Right, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? I mean, at some point, it just becomes you know, fine art, right? Mm-hmm. Like what is fine art? There's no sort of like thing mm-hmm. that says this is that, because you know, people just do three streaks on a blank canvas, and that is art. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I, I guess one of the things that bugs me, right? It's always kind of bugged me, is the the the, the thing when people say that everybody's an artist. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But that doesn't really make much sense to me. Like I guess everybody can be artistic, but to say that everybody's an artist kind of defeats the part. Kind of you know just
3: brings down actual
0: artists. Yeah. Do you guys feel like that too?
3: I think yeah, as you say, more like everybody can be an artist because everybody has creativity. Right. And art is just like like a how does it like, like result of the creativity. Right. But uh, I don't think like everybody is using like their own creativity yeah as much as other actual artists in oh, that yeah. sense. So, uh, I don't know. Like, I personally like to see other yeah. people's creativity. So mm-hmm. that's why like, I decided to be a band instead of just a solo artist because right. I like to like share like exchange like ideas like thought the mm-hmm. creativities. And I also want to like, give something like, cause our band name also like, means like have an open mind or expect nothing. So I want to, if I can like I want to open their mindset. Like, yeah, you can just create something as well, but you don't have to like close your door. Right. Like yeah.
0: so, sort of like the openness to it, to it being changed, but still somehow trying to keep it in, you know, a certain, level. it's like a, you know, like a catch 22. Right? I never, I, I don't know what that is. I think that's the right word for it. I'm not very educated. <laughs> this is one thing. I am constantly asking people if the words I'm using are correct. Because I use words. They sound right in my head. But sometimes they're not. No, no that, that's,
1: that's relatable. I, I feel like that's a certain level of intelligence. Because to know stupid. D- to ask uh, questions. Absolutely. To ask I have questions.
0: Questions. No, no sort of fear looking stupid in front of people. Because I generally don't know. And like, like pistachio, oh, like, cool. like, 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 I, I, like, I don't know that there was actually, it was made with pistachio. I never played. looked into any pistachios. I just thought like pistachio, like, oh, the color. Oh. Or like a pony. I didn't know what the pony was not a
3: horse. It wasn't a baby horse. You know what I mean? Like, these are just things that I had learned. I was like, oh, shit, I'm stupid. But I think that's actually an I think that's something about this. Like, knowing you don't know how to say forgot that. I
2: forgot the phrase too. Yeah, but yeah, definitely
0: like an emotional intelligence to know that you don't know. No, I think it's like, I'm just just a marketing
2: Socrates. Yeah, there you go. (laughs) (laughs) What are are you
0: guys doing in terms of, because this is always like my favorite thing to talk about, the marketing aspect of it. Are you guys marketing yourselves? Is there any sort of, because most of the time, and you guys are laughing, most of the time that I ask artists about this, they're just like, nothing. Oh, no. (laughs) <laughs> to be honest,
1: okay, we we do everything on social media, we have like every social media there is, basically we have a website, um, we run online campaigns, we do put up posters, mm-hmm. um, we have like cards, we have merch, we also have like a mailing list, mm-hmm. we like, anytime we discover there's a new way to market, we're like, hmm, do we want to do that, and then usually yeah, <laughs> because I feel like, like you said, there's we've met so many really, really good bands, like amazing bands, but people just don't know about them because yes. they don't you know, they don't market, they don't present yeah. it themselves. And so we want people to know who we are. Right. We want people to know there is a scene
0: here <laughs> still. <Yeah. laughs> you know. So
1: yeah, we do quite a lot of things.
0: Yeah. I mean I, I think most of the time it just it, it's more of an ego thing, Because right? you know, just being an artist you think like, Oh, my art is good enough to be heard it's gonna be the next big thing by itself. I don't want to put any sort of money towards that. It's sort of like an egotistical view of things. Like, yeah, it happens. Like, Justin Bieber happened, or like, you know, whoever Justin else. Justin Bieber was a walking advertisement on YouTube. No, sort of, well that's what I'm saying, like, just one song clicks, and then everybody gets, but not everybody's that lucky. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I, I feel like, I mean, artists, I mean, if you guys really wanna you know, make sort of a living off of this, there has to be some sort of business aspect to it, oh, absolutely. and i am always telling my artists that you know, the biggest downfall of an artist is to think that you're only an artist because you're not. You have to have, you have to balance out the business aspect of it too. You know what I mean? And if you guys don't know, that's perfectly fine. Just get somebody who does who can help you get to that goal. Because I mean, like like me, you have to know your boundaries. I mean, like I—I I love music, right? I can't play music, and mm-hmm. so for me to you know chase that knowing that I'm not very good is sort of doing the disservice to myself and my potential. Whereas I can do something like this, you know, what I mean? where I'm still in the scene, yeah. mm-hmm. sort of, sort of, um, and you know, I, I'm doing something that I'm you know, kind of good at. I mean, sort of good at. It. Hope you guys think I'm good at
3: it. Um, but, but, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's hmm. so true because music seems just made by musicians or artists, because yeah, yeah. it's also made by like record label, mm-hmm. like like I mean of course audience, yeah. like merchandise people, like so many like cars, like second mm-hmm. yeah. businesses. Mm-hmm. And we should be aware of and that. The
1: reality is when you start off as a musician, even yeah. if you're a really popular person, like say you started off in high school and you mm-hmm. like all your friends would come. The minute you go to a different city, or maybe maybe you didn't have that like fan
3: base at the beginning, you're playing to like two, three people in a bar. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And you can't possibly
1: expect these two, three people are gonna turn into like thousands. Mm -hmm. I mean, sure, maybe, but it will take like a decade (laughs) of continuously playing every day. So it's it's like you just you have to be a little
0: bit realistic about who sees you. Yeah, I mean and and just you know, you have to get lucky. And the way I think of luck, it's it's all about probability, right? Mm-hmm. So the more of you that you put out into different situations, the more likely you are to get something that hit. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I mean there's this guy on YouTube who's always saying to artists like, listen, I think one of the best sort of marketing tricks you can do is to put out, you know, a song a day, right? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Or maybe not a song a day, like as fast as you guys can make a song. Just put it out, put it out, put it out. Because as artists, we care more about the quality than the quantity, right? But the quality is subjective. Oh, um, yeah. You know what I mean? And so you don't know what's going to click. I mean, we as you know, artistic people are perfectionists because we're seeing this as an extension of ourselves. You know, it's a thought in our head that we want to present in the clearest way possible. But by being perfectionists you sort of, you know, shoot yourself in the
2: foot. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think like a song a day is a really good idea, but even just like, not releasing it, like having all that content, you yeah. just pick up the best it's ones. So, which is kind of like what we do. We have a ton of songs, but we're going to choose the best ones. Sort of mm-hmm. yeah. Why? Just because... It's an evil, <laughs> thing. It's an evil it's thing. thing. It's kind of what you said, like it's a manifestation of yourself, right? so you want to put your best foot forward. Mm-hmm. You know?
1: Yeah, it's also like,
2: for example, our
1: second EP was an EP of ballads, mm-hmm. and I was really antsy about this, because I am in a rock band. Yes. <laughs> I keep talking about all these genre and everything, but essentially it's, it's some sort of rock. And the first, the opening track is me on piano, mm-hmm. and then the band comes in at the climax, and I was really concerned that that would become really popular, right? And people would want that big typecast. Exactly. Yeah. Really concerned, and yes. <laughs> but, yeah. um, and we, we also had like a like a video, a music video, kind of like a film scorey version mm-hmm. of us
2: too. That got crazy popular, and I'm like, oh, listen to my other yeah. things,
1: please. those two things I always asked for, and so like. With that in mind, mind, that's why I think mm-hmm. I'm always so careful about what we choose to, mm-hmm. you know, publish yeah. and put out there. It's like, hey, yeah, we do this stuff, but here's like a whole lot of other things mm-hmm. that we would like you to associate right. us with. Right.
3: Yeah. So I think that's why, like, we carefully choose the song which, like, represents our dynasty. Mm-hmm. I mean, at this point, because if we got like, no say, we just drop like one pop punk song. Yeah. People think, okay, this one is pop, just a pop right, punk, right. and they just want to listen to your like, pop punk songs. Mm-hmm. But that's, there's also a lot to be like, but that's not the only thing we want to do. Right. So, okay. Okay.
0: If, you know, funny thing is, you know who that happened to early on? Uh, John Mayer. what? Yeah, oh, so, no. so, so, apparently... No, no, please. I to. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, oh, man. Dude. dude new buddy. oh my fucking god that was amazing no so so what he was talking about in an interview that I heard once was um, when he made Your Body is a Wonderland he didn't want that to be the single office track right because he you know knew like oh I don't want to be you know the singer songwriter guy that's super you know whatever at like I'm 23 like I'm too young to, to be type this thing you know what I mean and the record of, we'll just push it out anyways because like you no know, this is going to be a hit regardless you know? yeah, and worse. so now it's when we see so we we John Mayer mm-hmm. that's what we think of yeah. so I, that, that makes total sense to me I just think that I mean do you guys think of yourselves as you know entrepreneurs in a sense yeah sort of you're selling your your craft you know you're it's selling the that to people and you're doing it by mm-hmm. yourself basically trying to start a business off yeah. of your art mm-hmm. right because
2: you basically have to sell your exactly business.
0: Yeah, and so I think I, I would just see putting a song a day as, like, not a representation of what you guys, you know, are as a band, but more so as, like, um, a consumer survey, right? Mm. So let's see what sticks, right? And, you know, if we have to put, you know, two or three of these tracks or whatever um, that are us, generally us, but are catering towards what the market is really liking, then maybe that's fine. You know what I mean? Like, I'm pretty sure like in nippleback has a couple songs there, maybe track eleven, track eight, that he really loves. But he has a he has to put a couple, you know, songs in place that he knows are gonna hit and he knows are gonna get, you know, the, the plays. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it's sort of like a balancing act, especially when you're you get to to a high level, because it it comes to a point that you have to sort of constrain yourself. You know what I mean? In your art. And, and see how you can sort of cater your message into something that the general public will actually listen to. And it's sort of like a, just think of it as a, I guess like a challenge, you know what I mean? To see how much you guys can push yourselves into catering to them while also still being genuine to yourselves.
1: Mm-hmm. Well see, I think the,
0: the real challenge with that,
1: especially me individually, probably Guys, too is that I'm, I always want to push the boundaries mm-hmm. of what people think they wouldn't like. Mm-hmm. Like we would, for example, if I describe one of our songs to somebody, they probably would be like, "Oh, I would not be into that." Right. Or if we describe the band, mm-hmm. <laughs> to somebody they, they they think they would not be into that. Like we went, we had so many shows where we were part of this like bill of like super bluesy guys or like you know straight straight ahead rock and roll and they're Mm -hmm. like oh they they see us first of all (laughs) and then they're like oh gosh alternative rock what is that but then we start playing a song and then they're like huh that's that's really interesting that's really cool and um, the only way I think that we could do that is by continuing to do like things that we find interesting mm-hmm. and a little bit weird and such like that. But it, it is it is a bit of a balancing act, but at the same time, added to that, or what I would like to be added to that, mm-hmm. is to push the boundary a little bit. Like, yeah, you like rock, but I bet you,
0: you like something that's a little danceable too. Right. Yeah. 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 That makes sense. Gotcha. So, I mean, you and me are privileged enough to have been born in this great city. You guys weren't so lucky. Yeah, it is what it is. I mean, we don't get it cheap but we're born, you know what I mean? So, I guess what pushed you guys to come over here? Because, like I was telling you guys before, like, if I wasn't born here, I wouldn't have a boss move here. Like, I just wouldn't. I mean, I think people who move here are fucking crazy. I think you guys are insane. You guys are paying a premium on everything be part of the city. So so what
3: about the city kinda trying of, kind to of drew you guys in? I said I think no say just I push my boundary by by mm-hmm. myself. Like I don't like You're comfortable like, and uncomfortable. Yeah, so I don't like staying like same place. I don't yeah. like staying into like same like one bubble or like, mm-hmm. one box. Like I like to try new things. Mm-hmm. Like in like in in general, like I like to try new food, I like to try new place, I mm-hmm. like to try new hobby, like uh, you know, so so it, it was natural to me like try to maybe new a like, country first. Actually, because I was in Missouri state before I came mm-hmm. to New York, so I spent two years in Missouri like Midwest, and oh, I, really? yeah, and and I was like, okay, that's enough for <laughs> me. <laughs> <laughs> then I moved to like New York City and. Because like I just like I was creating like new city mm-hmm. and also more like meeting new people and I thought like New York City is the best city to meet like like creative people right. or like ambitious people mm-hmm. so yeah no, I mean definitely
0: the city you know it's sort of you have to be ambitious Yeah and I, everybody I know is doing like two or three jobs on top of what they already you know love doing like, it It's like just the nature of the city, what, what about you, what rest you here? Well, my whole life is kind of like
1: always doing the impossible. Okay. Like I went to as and private music school <laughs> and my family is pretty poor. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, I hope you're don't of the Oh no, they, they'll be like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they we know, Um, and, uh, you know, it was a, it, I, like a second family basically in music school because of all the hard work that we had to do together so everybody split into two cities, LA or New York and for me, I just love like big city lights, I love to be able to walk most places, you know, not having to take a car and I love the diversity of the city, like literally, first of all, how many ethnicities there are in Mm -hmm. the city and, you know, how like liberal people live, like there are just so many types of thinking and everything. And I felt like, you know, if this is what I want, I just have to find a way to make it work. I mean, that sounds really super idealistic, but yeah.
2: Gotcha. Gotcha. It's just kind of the beauty of the city though, that it does attract people like them. Yeah. Like it's always been that way. It's so diverse that people want to stay here I mean, people don't come here to survive; they come here to thrive. Right? That's good
0: and so, if somebody's coming here, it's not you know by accident. They didn't just you know fling a dart on the map like oh, I guess I'm going to New York City, <laughs> <laughs> oh, should, oh whatever. Um, I mean, people come here with a purpose, and I think that's really, really amazing about you know this city in particular. Um, got a final question to ask you guys. Uh, usually my go-to question to answer to ask. Um, maybe a little bit different for you because you were born here, but what about New York City, you know, do you think has shaped you as a person? I mean, so what, what, what characteristics do you see yourself, you know, now having, you know, being, living in New York City, you know, that you just aren't conscious about? And I guess, what are, what are some things that you think you just had naturally because you, you were born
2: around here? I think in New York City, You're a nobody basically Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) until you're somebody. So I guess I always feel like I should fight for something. Always the underdog, I guess, like most people are here. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like that fighting spirit, I guess, of New York.
1: For me, I I come from a very conservative country. Mm I'm from the Bahamas. And being in New York City, I met. Lot of like LGBT people. I met, you know, the first trans person I ever met was in New York City. Um, You know, all these certain languages, the first time I've ever heard them and things like that. So I think for me, um, it's this is what really shaped me and understanding certain things about
3: society. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think New York City gives me more strong identity as a maybe just individual. I might say like, yeah, I feel like nobody in, when I'm in New York City, but also I feel like I'm I am me, like because I'm also from like a, I mean Japan. I'm from Japan so It's completely new to like maybe in different country, mm-hmm. and I. I mean, I mean, I didn't know anybody in the city. I have nothing, but like now I have like like a bar, like a job, like music, and like everything. I mean, not everything, but I, mean, I have something. Yeah. And for I me, mean, I can see like okay, like I made this from the scratch, so like it gives me like confident, like identity, motivation. Like, yeah, motivation also makes me definitely much stronger. Gotcha. Definitely. Definitely. What do you guys have coming up? Do you guys have
0: anything coming up? Anything uh, recent, any recent projects you guys have?
2: Not sure. Only uh, on May
3: 19th at 4.30pm. <laughs> Where?
1: Really? It's like a Sunday show, I believe.
3: Oh yeah, the uh, uh, next yes.
1: Yeah, because most of what we're doing right now, we're doing like lots of open mics and networking mm-hmm. things. So, people will see us around the city, but not mainly in the show, other than this one.
0: Cool. Awesome. Thank you guys so much for coming out. Yeah, a it was a real pleasure sitting there with you guys. <laughs> awesome.